Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to. 2 Kings chapter 7. Familiar portion of Scripture, and preached several different messages at times from this chapter concerning this, but looking at something a little bit different here tonight that I want us to take a hold of. 2 Kings chapter 7, begin reading verse 1, says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Believing the Word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking that you'd meet with us. Lord, we sure do need your presence, need your hand upon us, upon this service. Lord, we pray for Sister Diane Failer, Lord, with the news that she's received. I pray, Lord, your hand be upon her and the family. The struggle be their son, Lord, is, uh, and the struggles he's having with, Lord, the kidney stone. Lord, I pray that you just comfort, strengthen. But, Lord, tonight, speak to our hearts. Something so simple, but something that is highly disregarded in our lives. And, Lord, I pray that you speak to us, draw us near to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Well, there was a great famine in Samaria. The king of Syria had come, and prior to this, uh, he would set up ambushments for the king of Israel. And uh, Elisha would tell the king of Israel where those ambushments was. And, and uh, so finally it comes down to where the, the king of Syria comes. They besiege Samaria. They set up, they took outside of it trying to capture the city, so they close up all the gates of the city to keep the enemy from getting in. In fact, in chapter 6 of 2 Kings, there it says, in verse 24, it says, And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for uh, fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of a dove's dung for five pieces of silver. It was so bad even, if you read on, it was so bad that two women made a league together and they said, what we'll do is they, had, they each had a child and they said, today we'll, we'll cook and eat my child. And tomorrow will do the same for you with your child. Now, that's pretty bad. I mean, that had to be a, an awful bad famine for them to stoop to such a degree. You say, well, preacher, was the, was the children, were, were the children alive? Apparently they were because the one lady, after the, they had ate the one lady's child, they, she hid hers. <coughs> And so apparently the children were alive. I know that sounds horrible, and it was. It was a terrible thing. But I'm trying to get you to see how desperate they were and how bad this famine was uh, in Samaria. 
And so you find that things got so bad that even the king, the wicked king of Israel, which was drawn there, he, he sent to, to kill Elisha because he was the prophet of God and the things weren't, were going so bad and the king was blaming God instead of waiting on the Lord and seeing what God would do and turning to the Lord. He said, go kill Elisha. He said, take his head off of him. Well, about that time, the Lord gave, spoke unto Elisha and, and gave him a message for the king and for all the people of Samaria. But I want us to look at something here that I think that, that, I, that is needed in our day. And I, I, we go to church and we hear preaching, we hear teaching, we go, you know, we get in our Bibles and we read and we listen to gospel music and we do different things. But I wonder, are we really listening? Are we really listening? Look with me here. Elisha said to listen up. Look there in verse 1. It says, And Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. He wasn't just talking to a few people. He was talking to the king. He was talking to all the people of Samaria. He says, Hear ye the word of the Lord. He says, Listen up. Listen up. One of the greatest problems of our day is that people won't listen to the Word of God. I'm not just talking, I'm, not, I, I'm really just not talking about the lost world, and that is the case. But I'm talking about Christians today. They won't listen to the Word of God. Uh, they've got their own mind made up, and they're not really listening. How many times in your life, in my life, have we had our mind made up about something, and somebody tells us what should, we should have listened to, but we wouldn't listen to them really. We heard their, their words, but we wouldn't pay attention. We wouldn't listen to them because we thought we were right. We've all been there. We've all done that. The fact is, how many times have, have you sat down and you pick up the instructions from something and that's really your, some, somebody speaking to you, whoever wrote those instructions, they're really speaking to you telling you how to put something together and you, it says put, put the, these uh, 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 six screws in, in this here, in, in this order and, and you just grab up screws and start putting them in and everything and you tighten them down as you go and, and then you wonder why it doesn't go together the way it's supposed to and you keep fighting with it and fighting with it. Finally you look back and it says in this order and do not tighten them until they're all in. And that's where we're at today. We're sticking all the screws in, we're tightening them down, but we're not going in the order they're supposed to be going, and, and we're not leaving them loose so we can pull the whole thing together. And basically what I'm saying is we're not listening. We're not listening to the word of the Lord. He says, he tells them here, he says, he said, he, 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 he's trying to get their attention, he says, hear ye the word of the Lord. We find through the scriptures that this very statement is made in different ways, and, but it meaning the same thing. And I just pulled one of them out, but it's throughout the Scripture. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 15, it says, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I realize that I, it, it's pretty handy to have these ears to keep my glasses on with. But can I tell you something that God didn't mean that when he was talking about that, just to have ears to put your glasses on? But he said, he that hath ears to hear. He said, he that has the ability to hear. He who can put things together. 
He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And you know, you say, well, what about, what about a deaf person? They still have a spiritual ear to hear by reading the Word of God and by the speaking of the Holy Spirit and on goes the different ways that God can speak to them. And it's a spiritual ear that he's talking about. Our problem today is, is that our ears are so tuned to the things of this world that we're tuning out heaven. We need to tune our ears into the Lord. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit say. Let him hear what the, the, the Lord say. Let him hear what the, the Word of God has to say. Let him hear. There's always been that struggle to get people to listen to the Word of God. You know, over the years, being a youth pastor and being a pastor and being a father, there's, and my dad said this, and you pick up a lot of things that your parents say and you use them. And you, 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 when you're young, you're thinking, man, I hope I don't say all the stuff my parents say. And then when you get older, you find yourself saying the same things that your parents said. And I, I go back and think about some of the things. And I was, taught, I was down last week working on my dad's house. I was laughing. We was talking. I told him about a few things that I use as illustrations that he's told me or taught me and different things. And, and I got to think about this. But one thing that my dad said one time, and it stuck with me, and I've used it many times with teenagers, with, even with my own kids at times, is this. And people even in counseling. If you would just... Listen. If you would just listen, you could save yourself a lot of heartache. You could say, my dad used to say, if you just listen, you would save yourself a lot of whippings. If we would just listen, it could save us a lot of heartache and a lot of struggles in life. If we would learn to listen to the Lord and pay attention to what God has to say, what he's wanting to say. And uh, Elisha, he's saying, hear ye the word of the Lord. But too often we've got selective hearing and only listen to what we want to hear. And we shut out everything else that we don't want to hear. You know, we, I, I don't know about you, I, I don't like... Somebody bringing criticism to me about something I've done. And we try to shut it out or we're automatically in defense against it. But maybe it's, it's constructive criticism that could really help us sometimes. And I'm not preaching about that, but what I'm saying is that sometimes we get selective hearing. Like when my wife wants me to do something. You was in another room, honey. I didn't hear what you said. Selective hearing. And... Uh, but uh, the fact is, is that we become very selective in what we hear. I, years ago, and I've told this story before, but I, I still remember when I was a youth pastor, went to pick up a, a teenage girl that we had in a youth group. We'd run the van around, pick up different ones. And I went, they, she lived out of town quite a way. She lived with her grandparents and went out there to pick up uh, Shelly Hauser and, and uh, wa walked in there and, and uh, was sitting down. And she wasn't ready. And, and her grandpa said, have a seat. And her grandma, her grandma was one of those, all the time. I mean, it was nonstop. And Ernie was sitting there, Ernie Erickson. Her name was Ruth. And he was reading the paper. 
and he had hearing aids. And I see him go like this. She was yakking at him about something. He just reached up and went like this. And like this, it just kept right on reading. And she just kept on a, a railing on him about something. I don't remember what it was about. And all of a sudden, she said, Ernie, I know you turned them things down. And he selected what he wanted to hear and what he didn't want to hear. But sadly enough, when it comes to the preaching of God's Word, when it comes to the reading of God's Word, when it comes to the Holy Spirit speaking, many times we turn it down, we become very selective in what we hear. Become very selective. If it doesn't really go along with the direction we want to go or if it really doesn't inspire us or if it really isn't something that we really want to do, we don't pay attention to it. Selective hearing. And yet, we're to hear the word of the Lord. Not just part of it, but all of it. Today, uh, we had a bus meeting. We had to go to Sedalia. And uh, bus drivers, monitors and stuff went down there and was in, the, in this, this meeting as a all-day-long meeting, and they broke for lunch, and so we went to a Asian buffet down there. And we walk in, and, and, I, and I, like, I like Chinese food. I like Asian food and stuff like that. And the first thing I walked in, I seen all that sushi and all that stuff over here, all that. It's like, ugh. It's, it's raw. And I didn't even get near it. Because if it's that raw, it might jump on you. And I went over to the good cook stuff, the chicken. And I ate. And, but what I did, I went through there, and I looked at different things. And I, I thought, I don't really care for that. I like this. Went to this, I like this. Go over here, I like this. And I don't want to know that. I want that. I like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. This is what I like. We like buffets because we get what we want. But God's Word is not a buffet. It's not a buffet for us to pick through and decide what we like and what we don't like, what we will listen to and what we won't listen to. God's Word is to be heard by each of us in every area. And so that's selective hearing and and we should listen. We have, have the Word of God, and yet even when we read it, when we hear it preached or taught, we really don't hear it. Hearing the Word of God would be receiving it and doing it also. You see, you can hear something and not hear it. So it don't make sense. Oh, yeah, it makes all kinds of sense. You can hear something and not hear something. You can hear somebody tell you that this needs to be done. And you'll agree with them. Yeah, it does. But you didn't hear that tone that was put in it that was, you need to do, go do that. We can hear what we want to hear many times. And so what happens is, is that by hearing many times, we're not really hearing either. I know it sounds crazy, but you know what I'm talking about. The same was spoken of in, of in the day of the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 1 says, The word of the Lord also came unto me, saying, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house. 
which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Why is it that we can hear something, but we really don't hear it and do it? You want to get down to the truth of it? Do you really want to know what the Bible says about it? What it is, what it's called? It's called rebellion. Oh, no, preacher, I'm not rebellious. That's what the Bible calls it. Could I take you back to Saul? When he was sent out, and he was supposed to kill all the Amalekites, he was supposed to bring Agag, he wasn't supposed to bring Agag back or any of the sheep or anything. He was supposed to utterly destroy everything. But what did they do? He heard what the, he was told what the Lord said, that go out and destroy all of them. Uh, don't bring back anything. Uh, don't bring back any of the animals. Kill all the animals. Kill uh, the king. Kill all the, kill all the people because they're wicked and vile and they'll destroy the nation. And so when Samuel comes, he hears the sheep. He hears the cows. And here's the king, Agag. Saul heard what he was supposed to do. But Saul did what he wanted to do. And he blamed it on the people. And so what happens is, is what happened there, what did he say? He called it rebellion. As the sin of witchcraft. He said it's that bad to hear what God says and then just do something else. He said that is rebellion. It's as the sin of witchcraft. When you hear the word of the Lord and yet you do something else and you say that you heard the word of the Lord, but you really didn't. But Elisha admonishes the king here and the people and us to hear the word of the Lord. In Luke chapter 11 verse 28, he said, But he said, Rather, blessed are they that hear the Word of God, and notice what he says with it. They hear the Word of God and keep it. Hearing includes doing. That's when you really hear. Amen. To just hear something and change nothing, you really didn't hear anything. If the doctor looks at you and you've got an infected toe, he says, I want you to go home. He said, I want you to soak that toe in Epsom salt, and I want you to put this medicine on it and this medicine on it. Then I want you to bandage it, and I want you to do this and this and, and everything. And you go home, and you think, I don't want to soak that thing. And you just put some medicine on it, and you bandage it a little bit. And then in about a, three or four days, you call the doctor and say, I think you need to look at this thing again. You go back and it's infected more, it's worse. And he asks you, did you do what I told you to do? Yeah, I put that medicine on it. I kept that thing wrapped up. Did you soak it like I told you? Did you do this to it and this to it? Well, I put the medicine on it. The medicine should have healed it. You heard, but you did what you wanted to do. He says, now we got a real big problem because that infection now has went into the bone. And now we're going to have to put you on some high-powered antibiotics and you might lose that toe. Your 
hearing and not doing will cost you. So we need to not only hear the Word of God, but we need to keep or do the Word of God. Well, then the Lord does what he, he does speak even in our day. Look with me here in verse 1 again. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. And then notice what he says, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. If some little child was to come up to you and say, you need to take all those chairs outside. You're going to look at them and say, what? You need to take all those chairs outside. You better take those chairs outside. All those chairs in all the take them outside. Are you going to do it? No. No. Why? Because he doesn't have authority. But if I come in here and say, hey, men, we need to take all these chairs outside. Because we've got to do this and this in here, and then we're going to bring them back in. Then we would all pitch together and we'd take them outside. Why? Because there was some authority behind what was said. But our problem is this. The greatest authority is when the Lord says something. Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing it? Thus saith the Lord. And Elisha here, he's, he's talking to the, the king and he's talking to the people. And he says, thus saith the Lord. In that day the Lord spoke through his prophets uh, as they would deliver the message from God to the people. Well, today the Lord's not mute he said, well, preacher, you don't hear the audible voice from the Lord, do you? No, but he's not mute. He's still speaking today as, as he continues to speak to us in, in, in many ways. We have the Word of God. You're sitting here tonight, you have a Bible. He speaks through the Word of God. This is the Word of God. It's not just a book that's been written. It is an authored book by God, written by, by the different authors throughout the Scripture over uh, uh, the period of time that this took place. And the, he, the Lord directed them and guided them and said, I want you to say this. This is my Word. I want you to write this. And it's the Word of God. Thus saith the Lord. So we have the Word of God to, lot, to, to guide us. We have the Spirit of God that dwells in us. If you're a born-again Christian tonight, you have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in you. And the Holy Spirit of God will speak to our hearts and move upon our soul and upon our spirit. And speak to us and guide us. Then we have the preached word and the taught word as God leads preachers and teachers to teach from the word of God, led by the spirit of God to speak to us. We have some good gospel songs that speak to our hearts as singers are led by the Spirit of God. We have the situations of life that the Lord uses to speak to our hearts through. Sometimes it's those situations of life that God uses to get your attention and to speak to your heart about something. Sometimes we're just so hard-headed, God's got to speak to us through some difficulties or struggles. 
Sometimes it's, it's a, the way the Lord gets our attention, but sometimes He uses those situations for us to understand what Scripture is saying. Therefore, He uses situations in our lives to speak to us, to speak to our hearts. So we do have the Lord speaking to us in our day, but we go back to the question that, we're, that, that we really kind of are talking about. Are we listening? As you go through the, the Scripture and as you read it, are you listening? As the Holy Spirit begins to speak to your heart concerning this or that, are you listening? I, you know, and I'm not going to take a, a show of hands or ask uh, where you are on this, but can I ask you something tonight? Uh, are you sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God? As he wants to speak to your heart. Do you acknowledge the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within you? As he wants to speak to your heart, are you, are you asking the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and, and to guide you and direct you? Or are you afraid to? You know, sometimes, especially as a kid, you're afraid to go into the house and ask mom or dad, is there anything I can do? <laughs> Because you knew that there was going to be a list somewhere going to pop out. And he's going to say, oh yeah. And while we're on this, let's go do this, let's go do that. And you'd be out working somewhere with mom or dad or whatever, doing this or that, and say, well, I guess it's time to quit. Uh, well, is there anything else we need to do? No, we didn't ask that. Because we want to do anything else. That's where a kid is. I mean, we just get by just as much as we can get by, you know, just enough to get by with. And, but when it comes to the Spirit of God to lead you, are you asking the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you? If not, you're missing part of the voice of God that wants to speak to you. That you might hear, thus saith the Lord, and work in your life. It's important that we understand that. Isaiah 28, 23 says, Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. He says, listen. Give an ear and hear his voice. Hearken, otherwise do and hear his, his speech. Mark chapter 9 and verse 7 says, And there, were, there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and the voice that came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son. And then he says this, Hear him. Hear him. You go through the scripture, you'll find that there's a lot that revolves around listening to God. Thus saith the Lord. In fact, it all does. You can't get past that. It, it, it's so important. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus himself said, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Notice that you got two things going on there. You hear the voice of God, and you follow. If we're listening, we'll follow that voice of God. But we've got to listen. In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, a familiar portion of Scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice... Again, that's hearing the voice of God, listening. An open door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. 
listening to that voice, listening to the voice of God as he speaks to our hearts and determining within our hearts and lives that I want to hear from God. I want him to speak to me. I want to hear from the word of God. I want to hear from the spirit of God. I want God to use uh, preachers and, and teachers and, and good, good godly uh, uh, gospel music to speak to my heart. I want to hear from God. When's the last time you just sat down and said, Lord, I really want to hear from you? You know what we usually do if we get to that point? We say, Lord, well, I want to hear from you. And we stand there for a few minutes and think, well, I guess he ain't going to speak. And we move on and we forget. Where the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. One of the hardest things for you and me to do, listen to me, is to wait on the voice of God, on the direction of God. We all struggle with that. We struggle with that. But we must learn to wait upon that. And, I, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it's so important in our lives. Many times what the Lord says must be received by faith. Look at here again in verse 1. It says, And Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. And notice the next two words. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate area. But I want you to notice he says, tomorrow. Wait a minute, let's back up. Remember what I said? Remember how bad things were in Samaria? Remember how the, the ladies and how they ate the one child? Remember the cost of the head of a donkey? Remember the, 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 the cost of the dung? From a pigeon? People were buying that stuff. It was precious. They were in, in dire straits. People were no doubt dying. And here's the man of God. He says, God said, tomorrow. We kind of get excited about that, but then in another way, it's all of a sudden, tomorrow, we could be dead tomorrow. We need today. And we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait on the voice of the Lord. We don't want to step out by faith and trust the Lord. Tomorrow, not yet. You must wait to see it come to pass. So what it is, it requires faith to receive what the Lord has to say. Go through this book. It takes faith to receive what God says in this book. It takes faith. If everything happened immediately, you would need no faith. And so in order to trust the word of the Lord, to hear the word of the Lord, to follow the word of the Lord, 
we must have faith and trust it. In the thick of the struggle of the moment, we want to, the problem fixed now, not tomorrow, in order for us to believe what God says. Just because it doesn't happen today doesn't mean what God said won't happen. In fact, most of the time, we find ourselves having to wait. And the reason for that is, is to help us grow in the Lord and trust Him. The Lord wants us to trust His Word and have faith in Him and His Word. And that can only come when we have to wait for tomorrow on His Word. Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith... It's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently, now listen, that diligently seek him. How do you hear from the word of God? How do you hear from the spirit of God? How do you hear from the things of God? You must diligently seek the Lord to hear. Otherwise, it's just noise that's bouncing around you. A lot of times... We can be around a crowd of people and they can be talking to us. But if our mind is on something else, we really don't hear enough to respond. Today, when we was riding on the bus, Connie and Patty were saying something about me or saying something, it was probably Connie. And she was sitting over here in the other seat over there, and I heard her say, well, he's, he's looking at something or he's thinking. You know what? I heard what they were saying. But she was right. I was thinking about something else, and I really wasn't paying attention to what she was saying. Because I know Connie, it wasn't important anyways. <laughs> and finally she says, preacher. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I better listen to her. And I turned and looked at her and listened. But you know, that's what we do to God. We got our mind on everything else. We hear, but we really don't log it in. We really don't think about it. It's just kind of some noise on the outside. Yeah, we kind of hear it, but we don't hear it. Therefore, we must be determined to hear the word of the Lord, to listen, and to obey what He says. And believe even when we have to wait. Let me say it again. Even to believe when we have to wait. That's part of, that's part of hearing the Lord is to believe. Without truly listening and believing in the word of God. However he speaks to us will miss out on the blessing that comes from the word of the Lord. 
There in verse 2 it says, Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? Otherwise all this food come and everything would be cheap and be able to get it and be abundance of it. He's, he's critical of what the Lord has said through the prophet. He's critical of it. He said, even if God opened up the windows of all of heaven, he said, would it even be possible for this to happen? And he was critical of what God said. He didn't believe what the Lord said. Sitting here tonight, sometimes God speaks to, to your heart, and sometimes you don't believe what he's saying. Because if you did, you would, do, you would respond differently. And so we must get to a place where we believe and trust what he says, even if we, it's hard and difficult. Elisha went on and says, And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. The unbelief equals missed blessings. Let me say that again. In your life and my life, unbelief of the Word of God, however we get it, however we hear it, through the preached Word, through reading the Word, through the Spirit of God, however, through situations, However it is, unbelief will equal missed blessings in your life. You say, well, how's that work out? Well, the man saw, but didn't get to enjoy the blessing from the promise of the Word of God. You look over in verse 19. After all this happened... I'm not going to go through all it with the lepers and all that, how that they, Syria had left and they'd left all the stuff. They thought that they was going to be defeated, destroyed. But verse 19 says, And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto him, for the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died. He's seen all the people rushing out to get all that food. He's seen all the people rushing back in with the food. He was at the gate. He's seen everything. He's seen it all. But because of his unbelief, he never took one bite of any of it. And he was trampled under the foot of those people, and he died. Unbelief. And thus saith the Lord, equals missed blessings in our lives. And sometimes the reason that there's the unbelief is because we're not really listening. We need to listen with our ears, with our heart, with our spirit, by faith. Hear the word of the Lord. Trust and believe the word of the Lord. Wait upon the word of the Lord in faith. Rejoice in the blessings of the word of the Lord. Preacher, how do we come to that place where we do that? We have to consciously seek the Lord. I said, seek the Lord with all your heart. If you want to hear from somebody, you've got to get in contact with them. You see, when you 
got saved, it was God seeking you. But after you get saved, it's you seeking God to hear from Him, to allow Him to guide you and direct you. And if there's no desire to hear from Him, you're probably not really going to hear from Him much. You'll hear a little bit here and there, and you'll pick up a word here and there. It's like in a conversation. People are talking. You pick up a word here and there, and sometimes you, under, you don't understand really because you just got a piece of it. That's why Christians are the way they are today because they're just getting bits and pieces because they're not really listening. They're getting bits and pieces and so they're having trouble putting it all together and following the Lord by faith. Tonight, if you really want to hear the Lord, you've got to seek Him with a desire to hear from Him. And some will come to the altar and they'll get down and they'll pray, Lord, help me to hear from you. I want to hear your voice. I want you to speak to my heart and everything. And they'll get up and they'll go back, sit back down and maybe uh, in a few days they'll say, man, God didn't speak to me. What's going on? Maybe it's still a tomorrow. But maybe you're still not listening. I have a problem hearing I don't know what it's caused from. I don't know if it's from shooting guns. I don't know if it's from the type of business that I was in before, working on electronics, high-voltage high horizontal output, high frequency that affected my ears. I think that's probably what it was because there's a lot of different frequencies that I can't hear anymore. And if there's a lot of background noise and people, somebody's trying to speak to me, like if Ronnie's trying to speak to me and everybody's visiting around here and talking and we're at a little bit of a distance and everything. If I'm looking over here at, at Thomas and trying to see what's going on over here and I'm trying to listen to Ronnie, I'll hear his voice, but I will not understand what he's saying. That's, that's just the way my hearing is. Janine can be, we can be in the living room or whatever. She can be, come from the kitchen. She can walk through the living room. I'll be sitting there. She'll be talking to me. We'll be talking. And she can walk right on by me. And I hear everything she says. She'll walk right past me, walk into the bedroom. I can still hear her talking. But I cannot tell what she is saying. And I found out a long time ago, especially if there's a lot of background noise. Step up here, Ronnie. When there's a lot of background noises, if I will look at the person, I can understand what they're saying. My ears pick it up so much better. There's so much more understanding. And after thinking about that, we have so much background noise going on today, folks. There's so much noise in the world. When's the last time you just zeroed in on God and listened? Face to face. Thank you, Ronnie. And I think that's where we're missing hearing many times. We don't take the time to get face to face with God. To hear. But here's what it takes. If Janine's talking to if Janine's talking to me something about this and that and everything and, and we're discussing stuff and, and she walks out of the room and it's something that I'm, 
and you're all like this, don't look down on me. <laughs> if it's something that I'm really interested in, I'll either say something to her so she comes back in, the, in there so I can look at her, or I will get up and I will go in there where she's at so that I can see her face to face and so that I can hear her. Now, if it's not anything I'm really interested in, I may just sit there till she comes back. <laughs> no, I'm always interested in what she's got to say most of the time. All of us are that way. But what I'm saying is this. If you're really interested, if you're really interested in hearing the Lord, you'll get where he's at so that you can hear him. Let's bow. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we pray, Lord, you be with us now. Help us to hear, thus saith the Lord. He that hath ears to hear, let, us, let him hear. Lord, I include myself, Lord, help me to seek you with all my heart that I might hear from heaven, Lord, to lead this your people to live for you, to serve you, to magnify you. Lord, may I get face to face with you. Have your will and way, Lord, in this invitation. Stir our hearts with a greater desire to really hear from your word, from the Spirit of God, from circumstances, however you bring it to us, Lord. But may we have a great desire to seek you in that. Have your will and way, Lord, I pray in the invitation. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed, your eyes closed? No one